go tell it on the mountain this is the positive psychology podcast go tell it on the mountain this is episode 17 Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now, your host, Kristen Trumpy. Hello, hello. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. And in case you're listening to this in the future, and it's hot outside, you're sitting on the beach and you're thinking, it's really not Christmas right now. Did you still notice how you felt a little bit more happy? You know, just... You don't have to have a birthday to be happy when somebody wishes you happy birthday. It doesn't have to be a birthday. It doesn't have to be Christmas. It just feels good. And I don't know why, but that's the way it is. Today, we crossed the 5,000 downloads mark. Um, So thank you, all of you. This is awesome. And I'm so happy. And yeah, let's continue to spread positive psychology All over the world, we're currently at 69 countries. So if you know anyone in South America or South, um, sorry, Africa, of course, in all countries, doesn't matter where your friends are, but like some of these countries where we don't have any listeners yet, that will be even more appreciated. So today we're going to talk about savoring. And savoring is about being able to notice and appreciate experiences. And I thought that would be a nice thing for the holidays because... We have a little bit more time if we have some time off. We spend time with the family. We eat special foods. Some of us sing and drink and all of that. So it would be really nice to be able to truly enjoy this. And so, yeah, that's why we're talking about savoring today. Alrighty, so what is savoring? Basically, savoring is about regulating your experience. It means consciously choosing to be mindful about what is happening and prolonging it. Or you can also savor past experiences and even the future, but we'll get to that later. It's not the same as regular pleasure or enjoyment because those are much more instinctual things. While savoring is a choice, you choose to influence your experience in a way that a DJ plays around with one or several tracks. So as I said, you can savor the past, you can savor the present moment, and you can even savor the future and all the good things that haven't even happened yet and might, in fact, never happen. Yep, that's how good we are. The experience is made up of the input that we get from the environment, the thoughts that we have, the feelings and the behaviors that are happening, both our own behaviors and the behaviors of the people around us. So let's say you're eating a delicious Christmas pudding. You can pay attention and enjoy the surrounding decoration and the people you're with. You can enjoy your thoughts and maybe all the memories that eating this delicious thing um, bring, bring back to you. Then you can pay attention to exactly how it makes you feel before you put a piece of pudding in your mouth. What happens while you're chewing it? Does the sweetness basically come like charging ahead or is it more of an unfolding thing? And then do the sensations change while you chew? And how do you feel about the pudding after you swallowed it? What, what's the sensation like? 
Now, why would we possibly do this? Well, savoring has a way of increasing both the the breadth, the breadth, <laughs> and the depth of feelings. A way of making pleasure meaningful, and it has other benefits too, such as mainly increased happiness and satisfaction with life. But even people report feeling a bigger sense of control. And all of these benefits in themselves have other benefits, which we will not get into. Otherwise, this will become a kind of a really long-winded, never-ending story. Um, the more different kinds of savoring strategies you use, the happier you tend to be. So don't just go for the same thing, but mix it up. Mix it up, baby. Also, if you consciously think that something is either special, because it doesn't happen very often, like Christmas... Or a period in your life is soon to be over, like, you know, me and my friends graduated recently. So it motivates you to savor the time you have left doing whatever it is that you're doing. Now, the savoring strategies, we will talk about them and we will kind of break it up into the time they refer to. So in the past... Um, there are different ways of savoring the past. One way is thinking, simply just thinking about positive events. And when they did this um, in an experiment, they actually found that just thinking about it is more powerful than writing it down or, you know, voice recording yourself talking about that experience. And the reason is that people tend to analyze positive experiences if they if they get into the analytic, logical mode, we can sometimes explain the good stuff away and that th it actually takes away from our enjoyment. So it's something that is just easier to just think about it. You don't have to take pen and paper, just think about it. Um, another experience they have, sorry, another intervention, savoring intervention, is reminiscing twice daily for a week. Now, I'm pretty sure you don't have need any guidance about what reminiscing is. Um, I think lots of us enjoy reminiscing. And I would really like to know what you reminisce about when you think about the good old days, when everything was different. <laughs> what do you think about? Um, send me feedback to kristen at strengthsphoenix.com. I'd be really interested to hear what you like to reminisce about. Um, for me, I find myself often going back to surprisingly quiet moments. So they were just often moments when maybe me and a friend, a really good friend, were just silent and looking at each other. That's something I love to reminisce about. Another thing I love to reminisce about is concerts. Oh man, I could, if I could sometimes just, you know, jump into time machine, I would probably just want to, you know, be spit out right in that, um, crazy crazy Coldplay concert in 2009 where we had thunder and rain and oh everything it was it was great anyway um another way you can use savoring um focusing on the past is doing the three good things exercise for a week and if you are into positive psychology at all you probably heard about it it's basically this idea that every night you sit down and write down three good things that happened to you and you do this for about a week although of course if you enjoy it there's no reason not to do it for longer and you basically think about why 
things went well. Now, this is kind of contradictory to what we heard before when we said, hey, don't get too analytical about it, otherwise you'll kill all the joy. Um, I guess that's something you just have to figure out yourself. Maybe just doing the list and quietly thinking about it helps you. And maybe it's good if you kind of look into why something happened without getting too analytical about it. Try it out by yourself, really. I mean, the scientists can't tell you everything. They can only tell you what worked for the majority of other people, but not what will work for you. Another one, and this one might be slightly problematic for some of you, is basking. It's called basking, and it's about looking at what you contributed to something that turned out really well. Now, this might sound a little bit selfish, and I don't know about you, but lots of people have problems with even just acknowledging what they did well, and probably not in their own heads, just, you know, when talking to other people. But, you know, actually, it's more truthful to objectively talk about what you did to create, you know, to make a success possible than what I call this fake humbleness of just being like, oh, no, no, I I didn't do anything and it was all everybody else. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with gratitude. There's nothing wrong with appreciating what other people did. That's wonderful. And if you can't do that, you probably have a problem. But, you know, pride and narcissism are not the same thing. So you can happily bask in whatever you did to make something good in your life possible without being, you know, self self-centered or a narcissist or any of that. So just to recap, these were the strategies that we talked about for the past. So they're just simply thinking about positive events. So they're just like, oh, that happened, that happened, that happened. And reminiscing, probably in a little bit more detail when you kind of really enjoy like all the images that come up. Then there are three good things where you do the list and basking in your own success. When it comes to the present moment, they also found that sometimes intentionally trying to savor everything, you know, in a way that's a little bit too much in your brain and not enough in the rest of your body can actually be detrimental. However, having a positive focus um, really helps. So they tested this with telling people to go on a 20-minute daily walk for a bit, a week, I think, and try to notice as many positive things as possible. Now, the important thing is that it's not about really going on the on a walk, although this is probably quite beautiful. If you can squeeze 20 minutes in focusing on anything good in your environment, you should probably get similar benefits. And... I want to say that although it's easier, like if you choose to do the walking thing, it's probably easier to do this exercise if you live in a in nice area. And although I live in a nice area, I walk to work every day. And when I do that, I do um, the majority of my walk is basically an industrial area, which is really not that beautiful. However, even in that area, which is full of like bridges and concrete and train tracks and all of that... Um, Looking around, almost every day, I see things which are really beautiful. And they don't have to be objectively beautiful. Like, I mean, for example, sometimes I just see the smoke coming out of some chimney and smoke in itself is not necessarily a beautiful thing. But, you know, depending on the, the light, it can be really quite magical, actually. And I love that. So don't think that you cannot do this if you don't live in a, in a beautiful place with parks and ponds and that kind of thing. You don't need that. There is, there is beauty to be found everywhere. And another nice 
exercise that they found was taking mindful photographs. And I really like this one because it basically asks you for twice a week, for 15 minutes to try to take mindful, beautiful and creative pictures of something in your environment. So it can be, for example, your, your, um, you know, buildings, architecture, something like that. It can be just your house even. Um, you don't have to go that far away. It can, it can be anywhere where you're actually hanging out. And the effort that we put into trying to make them beautiful and not just rushing and, you know, click and shooting because all of us having our phones with us, it's very easy to just, you know, snap pictures continuously. But that's not what will make you feel better. That's not what will make you happier. And that's not what teaches you to savor. What teaches you to savor is really to just take 15 minutes and and try to make the most beautiful picture you can. And that that way they found when people did this for, I think, I don't know, once a, tw- a week or two weeks, something like that, people were really noticeably happier because, again, they were much more conscious of, of all the nice and beautiful things that were surrounding them. And that's something that's actually good for us. We like to be surrounded by beauty. So... Now, something that might sound a little bit weird. How can you savor the future? Well, basically, they have found that when they, you know, when they did research, they found that one of the best parts of going on a vacation and attending a cool party is actually fantasizing about these things. And they did an experiment where they told people to imagine four positive events that could realistically happen tomorrow. So we're not talking about weird stuff like, oh yeah, tomorrow I'm going to win the lottery. No, we're just talking about like, oh, tomorrow my um, best friend might call. Tomorrow I could, you know, possibly go out and run into someone I haven't spoken to for a while. Or okay, I could go out and, and, and just enjoy like a walk in the park, whatever it is. Anyway, after 15 days of doing this, People are actually happier. And the interesting thing is this is true regardless of whether those good things happen or not. So what do you think about that? We can be a little bit delusional and it makes us happier and it doesn't take anything away. Now, the last of the interventions of the savoring interventions I want to talk to you about is called describe how you like to talk Um, How you like someone to talk about you to your grandchildren. Okay, that was a very long-winded way of saying, imagine somebody is telling your grandchildren the story of your life. What would happen? And that you can write down. Because that, there is no, don't, the problem with overanalyzing and explaining things away, you can't explain anything away that didn't happen yet. So there just knock yourself out take pen and paper and try to see what happens now in the experiment itself it actually asked people to after a couple of days to go back and look at what things people could do to actually make this account which was purely based on fantasy and wishful thinking more truthful however again here we have the problem that here people tended to explain away and to down you know to be kind of too rational about things and 
don't get me wrong. I don't have any problem with being rational. But do you have to be rational like every second of every day? Because nothing bad happens to you if you imagine for 10 minutes, even if it's a slightly grandiose version of your life that, you know, somebody tells your grandchildren, who cares? Like, I mean, nothing bad comes from that. And it just makes you smile and you can move on. So let's recap the eight exercises that we talked about. Number one, simply thinking of good things. Number two, reminiscing. Number three, the three good things exercise. Number four, basking in your success. Number five, positive focus. Number six, mindful photographs. Number seven, imagining four positive events that could realistically happen tomorrow. And number eight, your life retold for the benefit of your grandchildren. So, did you try any of these exercises? Um, If you did, please send me feedback. It would be so awesome to hear from you. I mean, I know I always ask for reviews and, and emails and stuff, but and I love those, but it would also be equally cool to kind of hear if any of you guys are actually trying these things out or if you just enjoy listening to me telling you what to do. I prefer, actually, if you go and try it. So if you do, let me know and send feedback to Kristen at strengthsphoenix.com. Now, I thought it would be cool to kind of talk about seven ways to save a Christmas. Because, well, if you're listening to it soon, that's what you will be doing, presumably. Christmas or the holidays or whatever it is that you celebrate. And even if you're not... um, Even if you're not, you know, Christian or anything like that, if you are an investor in country, chances are you might have a couple of days off now. So even if you're not, you know, contemplating the life of Jesus or any of these things, you can still do these these seven things to enjoy the holidays, basically, not just Christmas. Number one, simply look at the decoration, the food, and if you have any presents, look at them and Just really take the time to look at each of these things, to notice the detail, and also to appreciate the effort that made into, that that went into creating these things and putting them here for you and your the benefit of you and your your family and friends. Number two, think of what you contributed to make this celebration happen. Now maybe you're the person who's doing all the cooking, or you helped to decorate the tree, or maybe you're just really lazy about the whole Christmas stuff, but you worked all year and made this financially possible. That's also a possibility, right? So think about that, what you did to make this celebration possible. Number three. Oh, I'm not good with numbers, especially when I don't write them down. Try to take a few mindful photographs of your environment, but also of the people. And don't just snap away. Remember, take 15 minutes, not necessarily for one picture, but 15 minutes where you move slowly and truly look at whatever it is that you're trying to take a photograph of and change perspectives. Look what happens if you kneel down or you hover over your the thing that you want to photograph. It makes a huge difference. And framing, like what are cool things that could frame your picture? That's so... Another way you can do this is allow the music to fill you up with Christmas memories from the past. 
I don't know about you, but like for me, I, although some music I, I, I'm kind of over and done with, like really it is one of my main goals is to not listen through any version of Last Christmas. When I hear it, I try to run away and I give myself like bonus points if I manage to do that. It's um, a very random beloved ritual that I do purely for my own benefit, but yeah, never mind. Okay, so another thing you could do is you can do the three good things exercise with your family every evening. You know, why? You don't have to do all these things by yourself. You can involve your family and talk about the three good things that happened to you or that you appreciated that very day. And imagine a celebration just like this in maybe 30 or 40 or 50 years and imagine the big round eyes of your grandchildren or if you prefer to imagine like small slightly drooping eyes of boring teenagers the way you know the how i met your mother kids were hanging around that's fine too the important thing is that they're hearing about your life what do you want them to hear and the last thing is taste the deliciousness of the food and the deliciousness of the presence of the people around you who you enjoy the most. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help us out by sharing it with your network and leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love to hear from you at Kristen at strengthphoenix.com. For show notes and more, head over to www.strengthphoenix.com. Thanks for listening to the Positive Psychology Podcast. We're saying goodbye with Happy Yogurt. <laughs>